Welcome to the Ross, L and Luke show. We're Aussie blokes, we're dads, and we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we've made a lot of mistakes and learned a few things about life, love, relationships, people, and business. And we're here to share those with you. You may get three different perspectives, or you may get one universal agreement. But whatever you take away from today, you can be guaranteed we enjoyed delivering it to you. Gentlemen, hello. how are you? Hello Good. and welcome. Good. So welcome back, Luke. Welcome back, Al. Good to see you guys again. And last episode, we were talking about being present. Yes. So that well, we came up. We almost got there. <laughs> yeah. Almost, yeah. We just started to talk about it. And, you know, Luke, you'd said the comment that, um, you know, people talk to you and it's like, well, be present. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? And how do you do that, really? Yeah. Well, I think we touched on it a few podcasts ago. Um, yeah. It, it, I suppose it's feeling present. So from what I've learned is being present with the body. So it's a good anchor. So, so yeah, it might be through breathing um, or just feeling into the body. You know, feeling that emotion that comes through or, or whatever it is at the time, um, that's a good place to um, to try and be present. It's hard to be present in the mind because the mind can really take over. Um, but can, can I adjust the language slightly to be sometimes unfamiliar? Because <laughs> yeah, right. if you tell yeah. someone it's hard, they're going to go, oh, it's not working okay. the effort or it could be you know something yeah. else. So, and, I, and, I, and I use the same thing with my kids and I'm sure I've probably said this on air yeah. a few times, but... Yeah. You know, I, I say to my kids, I said, you know, they just, the moment one of them's working on, um, uh, there's a test that they do in grade two or something, I think. And, you know, he's, he's a whole year away from that yet. Um, but, you know, he's quite smart. So he's, so he's doing that anyway. And then he'll come to mum and go, oh, you know, this is hard. And, uh, and I'll just, you know, I'll hear him and go, oh, so what if you'd done it 10 times? Do you think it would still be hard? And he goes, no, it'd be easy. Yeah. And I said, oh, so maybe it's not hard. Maybe it's just unfamiliar. Yeah. Um, cause you know, when I just reframe the uh, and tell him it's unfamiliar, he's kind of a bit over that. <laughs> well, it would be, and I stand corrected. So I'll 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 do better next time, Ross. There's it, no better. Yeah. It's just different. It's 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 my experience of it. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and I think with um, habit, it's habit and practice with being present. Same with anything. Mm. Yeah. So anything. A few key attributes there. So. Yes, but just feeling it, not thinking like I'm here with you guys now and I'm not thinking about what I've got to do after this. Mm. I'm even really not thinking about what I'm going to say next. I try and listen deeply. Have you noticed? <laughs> that's, I think that's why we meander a little bit at times because we're, we are present. I reckon we do a pretty good job of it too. Yeah, yeah, so this is the practice for me yeah. and I take that outside of here. So you add, you know, driving in traffic, your partner ringing, you're late, um, you know, someone else messaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, should I say I'm familiar? That that's at that point where it's fucking hard to be present. I'll be it'll be all right. It's you find it challenging to be present. Yeah, got it. Yes, and leading into that, it's a little bit off shoot, but we're talking about um, what were we talking about previously before we hit record. Um, I mentioned the introvert extrovert, but. Yeah, so it's that social connection. But I was talk. I suppose a lead into technology. I was uh, doing a bit of research yeah. on, in and around how technology has affected us as a society. And there's some studies. You know, look since um, I think it was 1990. So about 12 years since, or 12 years ago, and it's about 50 percent of the population in in America had mm. mobile phones. And now, I mean, it's like I don't know, 90 percent. It's crazy. Like mm. everyone's got one. 
And they're talking about this how we can get spread thin. So we have. I was gonna, I thought we actually had in had more mobile phones than people. I thought we got to that. Point. There is. It was more like I suppose. On the air, there are more than the population. Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. So that's it's a massive shift. And what they notice is that there's a lot of there was no real deep connection. So, for example, if you've got a Instagram account, you've got 350 followers. Well, you don't really know those. Mm-hmm. You might know a few, right? So five or six, you're top five or six but what we grow up with is we our, our our brains are not wired to have 350 let alone three and a half thousand superficial connections yeah. or connections in general like deep connections and our brain we can get burned out with that so that's important for me and i was researching it based on my child having you know technology mm. like, oh, can i have instagram and then there's facebook and all the rest of it so snapchat is the one for your teens Okay. Young teens. Right. And that is the killer because it's it's like messages that expire. So it's yeah. like you've got, mm. to do it, you've got to do it and do it and do it and do it. And do yeah. It. And they can spend literally hours. Yeah. And that's, wow, that's a major hook, isn't it? It is. Yeah, we, we wow. looked at that. I'm I'm almost regretting giving my young fella a phone now. And I, I, I dug a bit deeper and I was like, wow. And someone pointed out that, yeah, like we have, we, we don't know how to connect. Mm. Now at this point where we've got even in your group of say a hundred, you've got no real deep connections. Well, now, where, where were you ever taught that? Schoolyard. Yeah. So you were never taught it. But but do you know where? And yeah. this is what you we, experienced it. Yeah. In a particular way, without any guidance in how to do that. Yeah. As a kid totally. that knows nothing about the world. Well, it's because it's inside of us. Like the the ability to work out who's who and have those deeper connections, it's not just like on face value. There's things like hormones that that come into place. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like they're saying with dating apps. You know, there's research that shows that the amount of um, the sheer amount of availability of people on a dating mm-hmm. app is just frying people's brains. And like, what do you mean? They just can't nail it down. And you know that person that says, "Fuck, they were good. They got money. Great job." Great vision and purpose, but fuck, I don't like his left eye. Kind of sits a little bit lower than the other one, you know. Like, and yeah, yeah. So, and these are sw- they're swiping, so they're not getting the pheromones off a person. You know what I mean? If they want to mate, so we're missing that. It's not only that deep connection, but it's that that innate human connection, that real deep human connection that we're missing mm. through hormones and, and pheromones and things like that. And I was like. And I'm not going to... So true. I don't want to paint the broadest brush. However, how often do you... Well, you probably knew because you've been married. I I was single for a while and I would be online and the the sort of hottest, most dolled up women often were the kookiest. Yeah. Mm. And so if I'm going purely on them being dolled up, now, they're not guaranteed to be. However, they often were. Yeah. And sometimes I'd be interacting with them and the people around me, mates around me, were like, what are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) He's not for you at all, mate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we can't see that and that's no. the thing but if you met that person yeah. say in a pub or yeah. a cafe and, and you were like wow you had that connection you looked into their eyes yeah. and she felt the pheromones because you just come back from the gym and she's like oh <laughs> I want to mate with this bloke hey it's happening yeah. yeah whereas online it's this huge filter it's not real yeah. we're not reacting to our most innate human function we're yeah. not yeah. it was just really interesting and I was just like oh, okay yeah and it's right. So I, I, it's interesting to see where it'll go. It maybe just culminate in a huge pile of shit and then it'll just, we'll just come back down and go, right, we do need to know 
who okay. we are and have those deeper connections. I, I just want to temper that. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying I disagree at all. However, I'm even older than you. Yeah, and the the term the generation gap to me implies that I carry forward the values and whatever that I established when I you know in the seventies and eighties, and so the, the the further I go into the into the future, the more the values of the, of the current generation are different from mine. Yeah. And so I will always then look, look and start judging that based on my values. So I agree with you. However, I agree with you probably because I've got values <laughs> even older than yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and I've had, a, I've had a computer or a game console since 1979, since I was nine years old. Yeah. And so I've experienced the, the, de- the disconnection that they bring. Yeah. Mm. You know, I was one of the first in my neighborhood, so I had plenty of mates around, but we were there looking at a screen and I'm there trying to clock it and, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's completely and utterly pointless Yeah, it comes down to it. And it can be like games are a form of entertainment. Yep. I suppose my my point is that connection with humans as well, that we miss, especially the relationships, you know? Yep. Yeah, when I, talk, when I talk about social media, quite often I say everybody's talking, no one's listening. Yeah. Well, no one's connecting. Yeah, it's, all, met, one, it's all one directional. I met two <laughs> girls at a party, right? Friends of friends, and they're... You know, one was in the corner and obviously having a bad time of it. It was a breakup or something like that. And I didn't put, I didn't think, we just saw her, you know, and I went, oh, to go then. And she goes, oh, I've lost my phone. She was in a bit of a panic. She uh, said, hey, what's going on? Like, you know, mm. you enjoying the party? And she's like, oh, just what's going on? Mm. You know, and she's like, oh, you know, and he does this and that and just full outpouring. And I was just mm. like, okay. I was, yep, <laughs> bring it on, cool. And I said to her, you're, you are, you're an attractive woman. I can't see why. It would be so hard to have a relationship with you, like you know, like mm. am I? Have I been like? And it is. It's all this. There's no connection. Mm. You created the children. Yeah. How easy is it to have a relationship with them all the time? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Challenging, unfamiliar. Yeah. So it's it, it constantly changes. Oh, no, and that's a very good point, Al. But yeah. it was just. I'm looking at a person, I'm going, how, how can you be so upset about, you know what I mean? Like, mm. they're not, they're not, they're potentially not seeing their full potential or who mm. they are. So I just, just chill out. Maybe just don't date for a while and, and find who you are a little bit. I and, found that amazing for myself. Yeah. I actually intentionally, um, you know, I was quite busy dating and, um, and I just went, you know what? This isn't who I am. Um, this is not what I'm about. So, you know, I said no to relationships and um, consciously went single for a couple of years. And that's when I, you know, I worked on myself. And that was an amazing opportunity for me. Yeah. I come out, came out the other side of that, such um, a grown individual that didn't need somebody else to try and, you know, we kind of, we find a partner to complete us Validate. a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and I came out the other side of that complete and I didn't need somebody else yeah and what i found in that process was someone who was amazing you know i found someone that i'm like well this person is amazing i didn't know that you know this version of this person existed kind of thing yeah um and then we created this you know magical relationship but prior to me choosing to be single and and doing that that was never a possibility yeah you know i was always having a relationship with someone that I was hoping would kind of complete me and that left me more incomplete, which meant that we were always going to be arguing. Yeah. So I never had a relationship that, you know, was, was, would took us to the next level. 
Um, but I got complete myself complete, and then I was able to get a relationship to hold to a whole new level. There was this you know new opportunity available in relationships called relationships. Yeah, there was this whole new relate thing called relationships that was now available to me. And they they feed off each other, right? <laughs> so you're going to give what you need, and vice versa. But you know, it's it can be a vicious vicious circle. So mm. yeah, but and that could even come back to you know the person I was speaking to of not being present at all in their life completely void of anything of what's happening now you're surrounded by friends and family you're talking to a guy who like wants you to do better you know that that's being present you know you've got wonderful people that want to enjoy your time and you know for someone to be sitting down over there at your friend's birthday you know it, it didn't make sense to me but that's what it was for anyone listening um i think it's worth knowing that you are amazing you are whole and complete. Um, you are everything that you need. There's yeah. nothing more that needs to be done or happen or every, anything. I agree. Everyone needs a bit of a helping hand from time to time, and you know whether it's a pep up or just hey, we're here and you know support. Again, it comes down to community, friends, family, and deeper connection. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I said community is the lack of community is you know potentially the biggest problem in today's society, which was an interesting way of putting it. But uh, um, I think it's a really big problem. We don't have community. Yeah, we really just don't have it. You know, the, now our you know the family was tribe is what we had. Okay, tribe got smaller and smaller till it was just family, um, and not that many you know generations ago the family was all living in one house sometimes with one bed. And that was several generations. It could be three generations all living together in one bed, in one house. And that was your tribe. Then we got bigger homes and, you know, we called it progress. And the kids got separated from the parents. And now the kids stay in their room on their own, on their, you know, social media and don't speak to the parents. So now their guidance is not from their tribe. It's from that. Well, it's a different tribe. It's their tribe being their peers. Yeah who also don't have the education and the communication and the knowledge. Oh, their peers, celebrities. Yeah. You know, you that's that, yeah, that's that technology version of being spread thin. Yeah. And even in, say, 1950, for example, and I'll just pinpointing an error in time where, you know, you could have six houses either way mm. that you knew. So if, if I was a mm. rat bag playing up and then I was down the road and John was there and he said, hey, you know, watch yourself. Wouldn't be doing that, mate. Mm. Because he knew my dad, mm. so we had that ability to even even outside of our own tight knit family, that the tribe that we had around us always looked after us, mm. even when others were busy. Yeah, and that I've seen that. Yep. Yeah, it and takes a village to raise a family. Yeah, and now we don't have that village. We don't have the yeah, village. Yeah, the, the wise old elder. Um, we now stick them in a in a retirement home and visit them twice a year. <laughs> you know, there's the wisdom that has learned everything about communication and relationships and everything else. Yep. They've been through it all. They've seen more. They've grown more and they've got more to share. And we stick them away as if, you know, they have no value to us rather than going, hey, why don't you come and live with me? Yeah. Because, you know, there's some wisdom here that I'm, my wife and I are both working. We don't have time to hang out with the kids. Um, we would love for you to come and hang out with the kids. So there you go. So be the change in the world that you want to see. So create that village around you you know what i mean mm. create that sense of community and get people involved mm. i think that's i experienced time and time again my outlook is the world 
that I experience. Yeah. So rather than being the change I want to see, it's just just be the change. Yeah, it will be the change. <laughs> we're trying to sell it out there, you know. Yeah, so yeah, it's look at and it's start small, I suppose. That's that's my my point. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, um, we have to start where we are. It's yeah. always on sale. Oh, Ro- there we go. Well, so Ross, Ross, made, no, you're right. You do. Yeah. Ross has made the point in the past that yeah. that different types of, of of introspection can be just unavailable to people at different times. Um, you know, and so I didn't I didn't even look at personal development until I was in my forties. Yeah. Even though I had a sense of purpose when I was sixteen, I didn't know how to describe it. Then the language just mm. had a I had a I still remember standing in front of my house attempting to describe it to a sixteen year old mate and he's like, What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, I just have this feeling and I'm, and I'm Yeah, talking. yeah, yeah. So even though I had that question at sixteen, I didn't mm. do anything about it for twenty six years. Mm. Twenty five whatever it was, yeah, twenty five years. Mm. And you know, it's okay. I lived a life, a great life until then. Yeah. And it's been, the truth is I have found it tougher since then. Yeah. I've also found it better. It's because you're on that, you're on that different path though. You're not on that comfortable path. that's always giving you that's the right. results. That... That's right. And, and, and I'm, I am because of my commitment to that. I'm, I have a reasonably strong habit of enjoying being uncomfortable. Of enjoying, yes. yeah. So if someone yes. out there is upset at me, they're triggered. Then they trigger me. Yeah. I still get triggered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still want to hit them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> However, there's a moment in there that awareness where it's like this is good because it's happening and I picked it up. Yeah. And have you have you always done it by yourself, like self starter? Oh you, yeah. 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 So driven, you know, yeah, absolute driven, yeah, independent. Etc. Et so can I put it out there that uh, working on an area of being socially connected? So we're talking about the village and community, opening yourself up there, like having having lunch and dinners with people that you normally wouldn't, you know, inviting people into your life that you potentially normally wouldn't. Um, maybe an option moving forward. There's two sayings that. I love that they talk about the two things that you guys just shared. The, the last one um, is life happens outside your comfort zone. And along with that, the more common one is variety is the spice of life. Yeah. We've all heard it and a lot of people throw it around, but what does it mean? When you're outside your comfort zone, that's where you're going to experience life in a whole new way. Yeah. You know, you've done life how you're doing life right now. Every day for the past, I don't know how many days, weeks, months, and years. So maybe you've just run the last five years and they look identical. Yeah. Okay. You're not outside your comfort zone. There's another side. Your... Same shit, different day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So never used it. it. Never used it. So outside your comfort zone, where it is uncomfortable, is where you're going to live a spectacular life. Yes. Now, the, the benefit of that is, as hard as that seems right now, it's just unfamiliar. That's exactly it. I was about it to, I was unfamiliar. I was about to say uncomfortable and hard. I wasn't comfortable with. It needed to be unfamiliar. Yep. So that's it. So yeah. it's it's un, it is purely unfamiliar. So once you've done it for long enough and it is now familiar, it will feel weird for you and uncomfortable yeah. to do inside your comfort zone. Mm. You go, hey man, this is the old routine. I don't want it. I'm going to mix this up. And you will love being outside your comfort zone. And I don't know how long it's going to take for you to get there. But if you want to get there, it's going to be worth it. Take the first now, step. Now, um, 
that, that actually brings up one more saying that simplifies this. But the one I wanted to share from what you were sharing, Al, was do what's hard and life will be easy. Do what's easy and your life will be hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So you do the easy stuff. You just go, oh, it's easy. I, you know, I can just, you know, run my life the same every day. Your life's going to be hard. You're going to wonder why you don't, you know, your life isn't the way you want it. Well, because you're doing what's easy. You do what's hard, which is getting outside your comfort zone potentially. In fact, that's probably a good place to start. You do what's hard and your life will be easy. You do the hard stuff and your life will be easy. And you'll go, this actually was easy. This was not hard. What I was doing was the hard. Yeah. Doing life the way you're doing life right now, which is exactly the same every day, you're actually doing it really hard. Yeah. That's a hard life. So do the hard stuff and have an easy life and that will be an amazing way to live. And obvious example, a run. Yeah. Someone doing weights. Yeah. yeah. You, those people do enormous amounts. So triathletes, enormous amounts of training. Mm. So they're making it go in and it's not about will I finish, it's about can I better my time? Yeah. Can mm. I win? Can mm. I? You know, the only question is how good, not yeah. not whether it's achievable. So if we carry that metaphor into anything, mm. if we want it to just be how good rather than just achievable, is it achievable? Yeah. Then it's going to take those those hard yards up front. Yeah. And, and what's the driver behind most of those elite athletes um, is their their goals and their purpose. You know, their vision for themselves. Um, yeah. That's that's what I've discovered. So, yeah, so if you're listening to this right now and you're, like, and you're all fired up and you want to go make some change in your life and you want to go for a marathon or whatever it is that you want to achieve, set that goal, to look, know where you're going, but start small. Don't expect to do that you know, that big run day one. Set the minimum that you're going to do. You know, what is the mm. minimum I'm going to do? I say, you know, we spoke about this before. Mm. You know, am I going to, if you're going for a run, great, I'm going to put my shoes on, I'm going to step outside the door. <laughs> That's what I'm doing today. Yeah. I'm going to be 1% better than I was yesterday. Today, I'm going to put on my shoes and I'm going to step outside that door. Tomorrow, I'm going to step outside the door and I'm going to take two steps. And you yep. can just walk. If you're not running, just walk, yeah? Yeah. But just just go out that door. And bring community to that. That's a great example. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I got a sore hammy from getting back on the track. <laughs> and uh, a friend who who's, takes running very seriously has suggested I join the park run community. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is a worldwide community. Oh, nice. Of people that just rock up to parks and run. Nice. So good. So that's an example. However, I'm sure there's an example in every... Mm-hmm. And that's that getting out of that independent, always done it by myself. And well, the reason I it. say that is because I've always done that. Yeah. And and I think it was last year I had the conversation with somebody, and they're like, "You kind of always done it by yourself, haven't you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, oh yeah." Let's like, <laughs> think about this, and I'm like, "Yeah, there is nobody else. It's always rested on me." Mm-hmm. And she said, "Well, this year, and we cleared that looping pattern and behaviour and that mm-hmm. emotion. Is your year of being okay?" to ask for help and, and stepping outside your comfort zone. And for me, it's socially. And even even the last mm-hmm. month, I'm going over to dinner to a guy's place and mm-hmm. he's awesome. He does great shit. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. let's just do this. And normally something came into my mind, nah, nah, I'll just make an excuse and we'll do it another time. It'll never happen. I said, yeah, cool. So mm-hmm. let's do this. And so we're going to do it. And it, and, and it shows my kids as well. There's a family affair that we're going to catch up with someone that we've seen you know, rarely, but mm-hmm. they've seen around the traps mm-hmm. and they could be a great influence yeah, awesome. um, on our family. So now that's how I grew up. Yeah. Just, it was always someone, you now they did progressive parties, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. You know? So we were always, we always had uncles and aunties that weren't related. Totally. Mm, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. The village. 
But yeah, I was going to say the village. Did Get we even, back to the village. Did we even address the topic you wanted to today, Ross? Yeah, I'm sorry, being mate. present. I don't know, but we've certainly been present today. We've, no, we've been a great example of being present. Sitting in the but that, feeling. But that was it. So, and we did start there. Shit, yeah. Being so present. Have we got time to come back to it or no? Yeah, we've got a, a couple of minutes to, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that, well, so that, you're right, in this space, I find that I regularly am. And, um, not, you know, so I have different experiences on the road to getting here. Mm-hmm. The road is a great place for me to be triggered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I have a, just just for the clarity, um, you're talking the physical road out outside when you drive road. your car. In my car on yeah. the road, great yeah. place for me to be triggered. So yeah. I always have a, a, a varied experience coming here, and then um, it was a great one for me as well. It was a big deal for me. Um, yep. I I suffered, you know, let's just call it road rage, um, and and then I discovered personal development, and on the road was a great place for me to, yeah. to develop myself. Yeah. Well, this is it. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I've been making all these decisions to drop out of stuff. So my, my way of changing was to go from, you know, here's how I'm, here's how I approach the world, getting negative feedback. So let's just stay out of that sphere and just not mm. even bother. Mm. So that's kind of been the response. I still feel that way very much. However, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that change. The point though is getting here, it's always easy to focus on the conversation we're having and and mm. again I, I think it meanders because we are we, we we're, we're staying present to a conversation rather than to a concept absolutely yeah absolutely i'm i'm finding a, a great level of, of of that which is creating the, the mandarin like we we talk about things and we pick up on what people are saying oh mm. on that point and if you weren't present you couldn't that's right yeah you, know, you could absolutely talk about being present and we could just stick to being present but the experience I think for, you know, certainly for us and, and yep. I would hope to, to think for the listeners too, that's the, you know, that's the goal in and what I think we're, yep. the way we do this yeah. is that we're present to the conversation. Yep. Um, there's no way it has to be. Like we're not here to, to prove something, we're here to explore share our, our exploration of yep. life. Yeah. Yep. And if you're not present to it, you're not exploring life. No. And that, you know, I never thought about the mm-hmm. social dimension and ironically, where I want to go next is actually to create what I would call a holistic coaching business. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a it's a breadth of coaches that have the, the a passion, and, and then they and between us we cover everything for a, for a human being or their business. So. Which and we've spoken about this sort of thing several times. Yeah, absolutely. However, um, I'd never thought about the social dimension ever before this. Well, it only been brought to my attention, and I wasn't purposely. I didn't trawl through things. It just again, it comes up. It so I slowed down enough for it to come up. Yep. And I was like, there's two podcasts that I listened to, and I said, I cannot believe that I I didn't know about that. I've never heard anyone speak about it before. So yeah, very cool. Like and. But that's an that's an instance of that. You know, like okay. Well, it's energy though as well. Like and I I. I chose to sort of just do it and it, it came up and I was like, wow, that's really relevant. That's so mm. relevant to me. And I'm going to look a little bit more over there because it strengthens, strengthens that muscle. Mm. I'm not weak in that area. I've just felt uncomfortable for a long time and I've mm. started to, you know, lay the roots a bit more. And, and I know that long term that that's going to have, you know, flow on effects for my immediate family mm. but also you know creating that sense of community and village and eventually the you know the respite center for families you know mm-hmm. uh, and their kids that we want to build mm. so i'm like wow it sounds it kind of just felt right so yeah mm. 
just while we're touching back on on that, um, I had a life changing epiphany for for myself when I was doing personal development, which was to do what was uncomfortable. Like if if an opportunity of some sort was presented in front of me, and I said, and I consciously went, "Oh, that feels uncomfortable." I then had the I made the choice to if I felt that to immediately go do that thing. Yeah, cool. Now you've got to do it immediately. Yeah, if you if you leave it a few seconds Can't to, to think about involved. it, you know what? Yeah. You, you ain't doing that thing. Yeah. It's got to be immediate. Um, but when I made that conscious choice, like very conscious choice, because my life was limited because I wasn't doing the uncomfortable stuff. You know, there was an opportunity to go and speak in front of the room and I had, you know, fear of speaking in front of people as a job I spoke in front of, you know, maybe half a dozen people every day of my life for probably seven years and every day of my life that was uncomfortable. You know, I might be writing something on the board, turn around, see six little faces listening to me, and I'd just kind of freak out. Like, why are these people listening to me? I'm not valuable. I'm, you know, da-da-da-da, all this garbage, right? <clears throat> and then I'd forget what I was talking about, and then it would just get worse, right? So it would compound what was the garbage that, you know, that I'd learned through my life. So when I got the opportunity to speak in front of 120 people, here I am not able to speak in front of six, but I knew I had to go do that thing. The moment... I had that weird feeling and I'd made the choice to do the uncomfortable. They said, who'd like to share? And I'm like, <gasps> and I'm like, oh, that's me. I've got to go get, say yes yeah, to this. Yeah. So, I've, you know, I've, I've put my hand up and I've gone down the front and now I'm in front of 120 people, petrified of six, and I'm 120 people. And I'm like, but I've chosen to be there. Now, I'm not saying that wasn't uncomfortable, but because I had chosen to go do that thing, I was then capable of talking. And what was your vision and purpose at the time prior to that or in and around it? Um, I just saw that it was limiting my life. It was that simple. I didn't have any grand, you know, things that were necessarily driving me at all. Um, I just knew that my life was limited by my fear. But was it yep. to help others being on that coaching path, even in its simplest form that you decided that, you know, I want to coach people and, and better, better others? I don't know at what point that happened, yeah. whether it was before or after that. Yeah. Probably that clarity was building over that time. But it kind um, of may have been there as a driver for you to, to do those other things as well. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Put your hand up in those uncomfortable situations. I think it was more selfishly focused then. Okay. Like yeah. I was I was still at that. That was still early on in the in the journey. Um, and I'm still like um, exploring what's yep. possible uh, and asking the questions, well, you know, how do I, I want more out of life? I knew I wanted more out of life. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know I could get more out of life but I knew I wanted more. Yeah. And then when personal development was presented to me and I'm like, so you're telling me that life isn't how it's given to me. I can actually choose my life. Are you, is this some kind of, you know, sales yeah, pitch or is this real? Right. More. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I explored this and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it's a sales pitch based on reality. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, Hey, I, I'm actually, changing things in my life like my relationships and things like that yeah. that before were just the way they were yeah. and i'm like ah oh, so i can change my life i can create a world the way i want it to be yeah and then i took that to the next level the next level the next level and i discovered that i can even create how i respond to people and you're saying oh you know you've got these feelings coming up and you, and you can't you know it is the feeling comes up and then you can just over you can choose how to respond to it i've discovered that yes i was there at one point the feeling comes up and I can, you know, choose how I respond to that feeling. But then I'm like, well, what if I don't want this feeling anymore? I'm going to change that. Yeah. And then I went, went about how to change that. Yeah. Well, now someone says something and I'm like, oh, wow, that must be really tough for you. 
to be experiencing the world like that. You know, that anger that you just went through then, like that must be really uncomfortable. Yeah. So I can love someone who can be angry at me and I can just be loving them more, the angrier they get, the more I love them. I go, wow, you know, can I just give you a big hug? They're like, what are you talking about? Give me a hug. I want to punch you in the face. But nonetheless, Okay, you, a... if you need to do that, you need to do that. But can I give you a hug? Yeah. But How do, do you we... respond to that? But do we need to do anything about those feelings? And that's the thing. Feelings come up. Well, you don't. But that was my... It's a feeling. Yeah, so that was my yeah. choice. But what I discovered was my ability to have power over my world. That was what I discovered. Well, that's I'm not saying how, how anyone has to do anything. Yeah. I'm saying that I discovered that we have infinite potential to, ex- to change our experience of life completely. Everything about it. If there's yeah. anything there, there's nothing in it you can't change. Like if I can change how I, re- how I physically experience somebody else, like how I respond, if I can change that, I can change anything. My life is is the canvas for me to paint. Yeah. And that was part of the journey I was on. I mean, physically, we're electrical impulses and chemical reactions. Well, we are. And this is this is why it works in a room like this. So if we were over Skype or, you know, not on the ground together, it would be different. Mm-hmm. And some people have that connection and they don't. It might be their topic or, you know, whatever their values align. But yeah, it's very, you're right. It's very different. We're, it's all energy. And the more we try, try to control... Because ideally, like I don't have the, I don't control the outcome of my life. I'll put that out there. Yeah, I don't. There's ultimately, a conversation yeah, and I, and I don't. <laughs> and nor do I look at my kids and go, "Well, I don't control their destiny either." Mm-hmm. I can, yeah, I can shape, guide, mold, mm-hmm. create the rivers and canyons, you know, to or the tracks for them to to walk on. Yeah. But ultimately, I don't control anything and i'll put that out there you can lament on that. what about yourself no okay because if i focus on working so hard to change certain things about me that sounds I know, like work, hard work well i know i'm up <laughs> in my head and I could, I could spend years doing that and still not be truly satisfied so what is satisfaction but again i don't control the outcome and i'm, I'm okay with that river of life that takes me here and there and yep. yeah yeah why don't we address that future in a future week? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Control. Yeah. <laughs> Control. Yep. Awesome. Excellent. Let's do that. Thank Let's speak you. about that next week. Cool. Thanks you everyone. And uh, another great, uh, great episode. I really enjoyed being present with you guys. Thank you. Likewise. Thank great you. To be here. Yes.